Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm going to continue on with my little memoir of how I began my business, actually, and all the magical steps that were kind of laid out before me, as long as I just had my eyes and ears open to move forward on it. So I hope you um, are inspired by today's session. Again, thanks for joining me. By the time I got home, back home to the East Coast um, of America, I was wearing a lot, a lot of clear quartz. I was still working as a waitress and trying to straddle both worlds, who I wanted to become and who I was yet to let go of. I loved waitressing. I loved feeding people. I was always into entertaining them and making sure they had a beautiful experience. It was a remarkable gift to be a waitress for so long. Sometimes I miss it and want to just go back to it for the fun of it because it can be so fun, you know. Um, but I was, you know, meant to move on to this other work. And so it was really interesting because I thought to spirit, I literally thought to spirit, how can I open this practice? Because after a, a, a period of time, I was of really letting the Reiki healing energy sift through my each of my chakras, 21 days you're able to start practicing. And I wanted to get into this work and see how it was. So I actually asked Spirit, how am I ever going to learn how to set up a private practice, you know, a small private practice? And <laughs> wouldn't you know, like within 24 or 48 hours, the phone rang and a practitioner on the island called me she was losing her um, phone staff, her her office manager, and wondered if I wanted to take the position. It was extremely part-time. And I was like, I tuned to spirit and spirits like, take it, take it. I totally took the job. It was of course remarkable. I learned how to set up books, set up um, appointments, what looked like a healthy schedule of appointments each day. You know, for me, it became four, eventually four each day, all this stuff. It was a fantastic um, kind of segue uh, I didn't quit the waitressing world. I, I straddled all the worlds at once. I worked for her. I worked as a waitress and I slowly built my practice. I made house calls as a, as a Reiki practitioner and it was okay, but it wasn't amazing. You know, Reiki's, you do it silently. It's pretty remarkable. It's subtle. Um, it can be bold, the, the changes, the healings that take place, but you know, it's some people at that point in the, um, late nineties, people didn't really buy it or believe into it. So I asked spirit if I could maybe, um, you know, learn more, like learn another trade or something. I needed help to actually expand on it. And wouldn't you know, I, I get back to Glastonbury, another trip to Glastonbury, another trip to Shambhala. I think it was to study my master's. Um, no, it wasn't. It was actually, I oh, can't remember. doesn't matter. Point being, um, I'm in there. This time I have a tummy ache and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what is going on with this tummy ache when I'm in this place? And there was this other really lovely couple there. And this one guy, the man was like, hey, just um, come here, come in. Let's go do some body work on the treatment table. So all of us went into one of the practitioner spaces and I jumped up on the table and he just did this one move right beneath my xiphoid process or over my xiphoid process. It's right where your um, rib cage comes together down below at the bottom of the rib cage. It, <laughs> okay, ready? I farted. Like you would not believe I farted. 
but the whole pain released. And I was like, what did you just do? And he said, it was Bowen, B-O-W-E-N. It was a Bowen move. I am a Bowen teacher. It's it's um, remedial therapy for troubles. He said, I'm actually teaching a class in, a, uh, I don't know, was it like a month or something in London? And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, you can, you know, you can learn it over several weekends, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm signing up. I have to take this. I knew in that instant, like, oh my God, not only is this stuff really cool, but this was something that was more physical and tangible to garner and draw in more clients. And Bowen is fantastic. I still um, do it as one of my services. I love it. It is remarkable. It is uh, gentle, hands-on, subtle moves over muscle and connective tissue where muscles overlap. And um, it is remarkable. Look it up. Tom Bowen, uh, Australia. Does the, He said he actually came from God. I believe him. I think he came. Well, we all come from God, but he really came from God, right? Yeah. Because it's so helpful. It helps so many people. I'll have more stories on that later, but I just thought God was, I was like, God, you're so funny to lead me to Bowen in this random way. At that time, I was renting a room in a house with a, a bunch of other gals. It was really lovely. I had a lot of beautiful experiences happen as my heart and mind and soul were opened with my Glastonbury experiences. I um, That was when I first started seeing fairies and uh, loved ones that had crossed had come to me, not only uh, in my uh, you know eyes open, but also in my meditation, my grandmother um who had died when I was in eighth grade, came forward and taught me how to throw light. She taught me how to do a lot of work in the spirit realm. I'm really grateful to her. Um, it was it was a time when I had to do house calls because I had no treatment room in my space. And it was really fascinating because my business was kind of stagnant. You know, it was, it was just slowly opening up, which was good because I offered Reiki and Bowen. And it was good because I got to get used to the idea. Plus I was, you know, still working as a waitress, still working for that other practitioner. And I, um, you know, needed to kind of get it all together. Meanwhile, there was this pull at my heart, especially in the meditation. I worked with, um, when I was doing the meditation, I worked with this beautiful soul at the time called Samuel. And he was my mentor and my teacher. He would push me <laughs> to do and expand my business in ways that I didn't want to, but now I realize it was part of the journey. I should look him up again <laughs> and say thanks. Um, so anyway, what it was, was really fascinating because he, you know, it kept being this pull when I was walking through my daily life. You've got to start doing reads while you're doing Reiki. You've got to start giving them information while you're doing Reiki. Now, why is that? It's because when I would put my hands on people and I would find the energy blocks in their body and the energy blocks with Reiki, it would signify that there was something off in the energetic body. But if let go a while, you know, it also signified block in the emotional body. But if it would let go a while, then after bit, then there would be a block in the physical body and there might be physical pain. So, um, it was fascinating because when I put my hands on people and I sensed the blocks, I would go into the blocks and I would see what it was from. It was either from an instance that happened in their childhood or perhaps even a past life or a current situation or a truth unlived, all of these things. So I was so uh, 
nervous, worried, concerned to say what I was getting because I thought, what if it's wrong? It just doesn't seem, you know, fair. They're only coming for Reiki healing energy. And spirit kept saying, you've got to tell them, you've got to tell them, you've got to tell them. And so all of a sudden I was just like, Hey, you know, sometimes when I'm working on people, this was during a sessions when I'm working on people, sometimes I get um, little hits as to what the energy block is about. And I get um, little psychic hits. Do you mind if I tell you? And um, they always said yes. And every time it was always right. There were often tears, better releases, more profound healing experiences. I always thanked God. And um, I was always floored that it was um, becoming my new life to have this, this incredibly soulful spiritual connection and helping people with theirs. So I was going to wait and tell you when I tell you more Reiki stories of Reiki healings, but I, I, I am compelled to tell you this. And I asked God and I was like, oh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> like, okay. Um, or was that you, dad? Uh, so before I started telling people what I was getting, because it was so powerfully, you know, unbelievable. That's, that's the word. It was unbelievable. Um, I did these house calls, one in particular, which really stands out. Um, this woman, Dorothy, had called me. And so I went to uh, the house she was at and I asked her because I could do the, the work. I didn't need to schlep a treatment table, a massage table, although I have before I could do the work on a single bed. So I asked her and she, there was a room we used and uh, I started doing the healing work. She didn't say why I was there or what it was about or anything. And I started, um, you know, with Reiki, you, start, you can start anywhere, but I, you know, you, typically you start on the head and then move down the front of the body, ask, ask them to turn over and uh, move down the back of their body with certain hand placements, specifically over the seven, well, <laughs> numerous chakras, because <laughs> there's numerous, there's not just seven. So I was working on her and remember, I'm not telling her out loud. I'm not, this is before I, I decided, okay, I'm going to say what was going on. I had my hands on her and I, in, it could tell there was this incredible sadness. I had my hand on her heart. There was this Im immense sadness. And I just kept trying to will the energy to heal the sadness, to will heal the sadness. Please just heal the sadness. And it, nothing happened. Nothing happened. It wasn't shifting. It was there. I kept moving through the hand positions. And then um, I had her flip over. Now, when I got to the back of her heart, it was really um, obvious that the sadness that was there was a past, I don't know if it was a death or just a tragedy or something that was still hung up in her energy field. And now I began to realize I, I need to pray. I need help. I, this can't, I cannot alone heal this woman. And I really wanted to help her. And so I had my hands, was that it? Or maybe she was on her back. Anyway, my hand position, I do remember my hand position. My, I had one hand on the back of her heart and the other hand on the front of her um, uterus. So it was, um, for those of you that know Reiki and the chakras, uh, back of the fourth chakra, heart, you know, love, everything. And then second chakra, relationship, sexual issues, creativity, and new beginnings. So one, my left hand was on the, on her, you know, pelvic bladder area. And the right hand was under the back of her heart. She must've been on her back. 
So I'm working on her and I begin to pray. I need help. So I'm asking, you know, this was when I really was not adamant, like really ferociously working with angels yet. I was praying to the angels. I'm like, can somebody help me? Can somebody help me? And <laughs> my eyes are closed, but in my field of vision, somebody comes to the doorway. Now the door, the hall light was on. I had the rest of the lights in the room on low because I thought, you know, she needs to relax. So let me just get her relaxed by closing down some lights. So there's the hall light on and there's this figure that shows up and blocks out some of the light behind. And I look up physically look over. Now she's got her eyes closed. Dorothy has her eyes closed. I look up physically and Jesus walks in and I was like, fabulous. You're here. And I thought he would just come over and pop his hands on her body also to join me. And he's like, listen, I'm just going to enter into your body. So like in Glastonbury, he comes from behind, moves into my whole energy field, has his hands. Oh no, that's when my hands moved. Like he moved my hands to where they needed to be. That was it. Thank you, God. Um, no problem. So, uh, moved my hands and just was like staying. I knew I'm just supposed to stay there. I, meanwhile, kind of saw my energy and essence leave my body and go sit in a corner chair, just waiting while Jesus did this. And I'm just watching like me, but I'm not in my body. He is. And I'm over sitting in the corner chair. Then I hear now she's totally silent throughout the heal, whole, whole healing. Now, earlier when I was working on her myself, I thought, God, if she could only cry, she could release it. If she could only cry, she could release it. She was not crying. That's when I asked for the help. But when Jesus got on her, on, hands on her, then all of a sudden she starts, you know, kind of, <gasps> and then a floodgate of tears come through and she's crying and crying and crying. And then I'm realizing, oh, it's releasing. This is, this go Jesus, this block is releasing. And then she, um, kind of came to a calm place. And he says to me, it is finished. And then, and then, I know, I know the reference. And then I come over and I boop right back in my body. He's off. And I of course thank him. And then, uh, I finished the rest of the session and it's all done. Now, mind you, I'm not going to tell her what happened. Cause I'm like, I don't know if she's going to get it, whatever. And she sits up at the end and she goes, you're not going to believe what just happened. I said, what? She said, when you put your hands here and here, and that's where Jesus put his hands. When you put your hands here and here, I heard a voice that said, be still and know that I am God. She said, do you believe me? I said, I totally believe you. She said, that's when I healed. I said, I know. And then I told her my experience. We were both like, oh my God, oh my God. It was so beautiful. Um, I never really knew what the, the hardship was or the sadness was that she had carried, but I definitely was <laughs> so profoundly grateful to be such a channel for that incredible healing. And um, I left and I was so like kind of freaked out by it because that's a lot of, uh, I don't know. I want to say responsibility to know that that can, could occur through me that I went and dancing and had a beer. Um, I had a beer and I went dancing because I, that was part of the early, like, Oh my God, I can't, is this real? Like, and of course it's real. Cause it was, I didn't even tell her it was amazing. That was one of a few times that Jesus 
um, worked inside my energy field and worked through me. I think it was that Jesus experience and the recognition that it was validated and true and real and happening. And even though it's seemingly unbelievable, I think that was the, the point that after spirit kept saying, you've got to tell them what you're feeling. You got to tell them what you're feeling. I, I knew, I knew I had to tell them what the blocks were on their energy field and in their body. It was part of the healing experience for them because I've learned in the healing work that sometimes the energy just shifts and goes and they don't need to know about it. It happens in my own life. Like, do I need to look at this pain that's leaving or do I really need to explore the past life? Do I need to make amends? Do I need to see who that person is in this incarnation? No wonder I have a nudgy, nudgy attitude with them or whatever, or can't let them go or can't get them out of my mind or, you know, there's still a bond or a tie or a cord, if you will. But it was that Jesus experience that I realized, uh, you know what, when spirit kept saying, you've got to talk to them, you've got to talk to them. I knew I had to surrender to God in this way. Like it was really God asking me, listen, if you're going to, if you're going to be my little, did I know at the time, my vocal piece or my helper, my comforter, my, you know, my hands, because I was always praying, let me be your hands, your voice, your heart, you know, work through me, make my heart with thine accord. You know, God was saying, if, if, if you're going to do this work, you need to really do this work. And so it was around that time that I then consecrated my work to God. I said, okay, bring it on, bring it on. Um, and thank you. Thank you, God. You know, thank you. And I <laughs> still say thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this um, <laughs> trip down memory lane for me as much as I've enjoyed sharing it with you. Um, I think it I really it's important for me to tell you these stories because they give you kind of the a solid foundation of who I am and what I've come from and and maybe it'll inspire you if you're having these similar experiences, how you might explore going deeper or um, working with uh, your skills. I don't want to say gifts, right? I know they're gifts. I know they're gifts. It's all over my astrology. It's what I'm meant to do in this incarnation, blah, blah, blah. I got two yods in my chart, two fingers of God. But I still think it's a skill we can all develop. I think we're all capable of these mystical connections. I think it's part of our evolutionary journey. And my work is to empower you. So I'm really glad you're tuning in, <laughs> double entendre, and also listening to my podcast. Um, it's after this that I'm going to start getting into the teachings. So I'm just really, actually, no, there's one more. Uh, my God visit. It's huge. And then I get into the teaching. So thank you so much for uh, being there and being a part of my audience and listening. And uh, if you love it, I would love it if you shared my podcast with others. And I'm just starting it off. So I, you know, I've still got to put it on other platforms and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still working on that bit. But um, all of my links are on my website, constancemesmer.com. And again, um, I know you are blessed. You just, I just want you to, to recognize the blessings abundantly. That's what my wish is for you. I really, really hope your eyes open and your ears open more and you lean into all these magical moments, these magical, mystical moments of um, your soul experience. Thank you.
Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.